Season 5, Episode 21 of the Bridgeport Zone Podcast. I'm Carlos Ortega. The mayor is in. He got the endorsement. And I'll talk about the other candidates. One's on the ballot. A few more, eh, questionable. We'll talk about that. But first, here's Billy Doggett. And we're brought to you by Aces Bail Bonds. Aces Bail Bonds serve the whole entire state. They're located at 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Call 203-366-4817 or the toll-free number 866-777-BOND, 866-777-2663. Or go to their website. It's Aces Bail Bonds CT. Well, as I mentioned, the mayor has the endorsement of the Democratic Party. He will be the nominee for mayor, but there are a few people that will have a say about that. One of them being John Gomes, who's got enough signatures to qualify for the primary. Lamont Daniels does not. Marilyn Moore does not. So, That's going to be the issue going into the primary. Can they get on the ballot, get enough signatures to qualify to run in the primary? Right now, it's a two-horse race. Right now, it's just Joe Gannon, John Gomes. He has the backing of the Democratic Party. Joe Gannon does. John Gomes does not. So... There's one thing that I have learned in Bridgeport politics. I learned this when Bill Finch ran for re-election against Joe Gannon. It doesn't mean anything. Party endorsements don't mean anything. They don't mean not a darn thing. Anybody who can get nominated by the party, fine. Okay, you the powerful backing. That does not guarantee you that you're going to get elected on the primary day. It doesn't. It does not at all. That's one of the things that people have to understand. You have the endorsement, but that's it. 
you have to get the backing of the citizens of the city. Now, he is a, what would I call a hmm, campaign ad that states all of his accomplishments. And there are some things in that ad that he doesn't address. One of the address things that he has not addressed in that campaign ad was how he rammed the budget into the city council and how he, you know, pretty much for the most part, rammed a few other things down in the city. But all that, plus his FOIs, all this other stuff, his million dollar home that he's going to get, uh, put on the market, I should say, there are things out there that the voters in Bridgeport are going to want to inquire about, like how come our downtown stinks? That's something that has to be addressed. How come our downtown is eh, like a ghost town? How come we do not have a hotel in the city? I mentioned this on one podcast. Uh, Ben Lazarus mentioned it when I had him here with Lamont Daniels. How come our downtown is not a downtown? Now he could bring up the amphitheater. Okay, great. 6,000 feet amphitheater. By the way, it's not a 6,000 feet amphitheater. I'm sorry. I went there for the pizza and beer fest. It still reminds me of the ballpark. With that said, it is not a 6,000 seat amphitheater. Fine, if you want to call it that. 5,500 seat amphitheater. That's probably the best estimate. You can talk about all the things that you've accomplished. And yeah, he's accomplished some stuff for being the mayor. But he's had some issues. And they don't address that in campaign ads. They never do. They never address the problems that are currently ongoing. Currently. I mean, you can't, you know, just push by the wayside something that is going on right now. How about our taxes? How about our mill rates? According to some people who live in the city, their mill rates are going up. How about, um, how would I put it? Um, the violence going on in the city. How about that? How about many people who try to go to the Freedom of Information Act in the city of Bridgeport? They're one of the biggest violators and the city says, eh, screw you. You're not going to see that in a campaign ad. You're not. And look, I get it. You know, you're not going to see those things in a campaign ad per se. But you have to address it. The nominees, whoever gets on the debate stage, let's say, and ask the mayor, okay, you've accomplished all this. What about the FOIs? What about our mill rates? What about it? When are you going to address that? When are you going to address the real problems for the citizens of the city of Bridgeport? When? Yeah, you have accomplished some great things. So when are you going to address that? When are you going to address the fact that the city of Bridgeport again, and I'm going to say it again, with all of your accomplishments, when are you going to address 
the things that you don't want to address. When? Those things that need to be addressed by you. And I mean by you because you have to address some very critical issues. There are things that in, and I mean in your record, that need to be addressed. When are they going to be addressed? When are you going to address the fact that housing, yeah, you're making houses, you're building up houses, but people can't afford it. When are you going to bring that up? When? It's easy to say that you have accomplished some things, but you haven't accomplished the things that people want to hear about. How about jobs in the city? When are you going to address that? It's always nice to address all these things, but you have to address them. Now, you can talk about all your accomplishments and whatnot, but especially the amphitheater, but that's fine. That is fine. But address taxes, address housing, address crime. Like I said last week, or my previous podcast, I should say, his plan A was to get his law license back. His plan B was to run for mayor. Now, since he can't get his law license back, he has to stick to plan B. So that's how he's going to address it. But there are lots of things to address. You could put up all the positive ads that you could, but that's not going to address the fact that you, the mayor of the city of Bridgeport, who got the endorsement by the Democratic Party, let's be clear, by the Democratic Party, don't mean a thing anymore. It don't. It doesn't mean a thing anymore. Because you have to do one thing. You did it before you ran for mayor. And you did it in front of a judicial board. Admit you're wrong. Fine. Great. Now I can go to plan B. But you also have to admit. Admit other things that have gone on that you could control. You could control. So do I believe, do I believe he can do that? Possibility, maybe. But I do know this. There's at least two candidates who want to give it a shot, and one of them is John Gomes. As I said before, and I'm going to say it again, my problem with Joe Gannon is not him being mayor. My problem being mayor is that he ran for governor. Why run for governor when you are two years into your first term? Why? I don't know. I don't know if she has enough signatures to be on the ballot. Got some comments from Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Moore on Joe Gannon getting the nomination by the Democratic Party. If they really wanted to see some progress in Bridgeport, I'm the one that could carry it out. And I am the only one that, that can prove what I've done in the past can get things done. Okay, great. You got enough signatures? Be my guest. Do not know if she has enough signatures to get 
the nomination or get in the primary ballot. That's all. John Gomes, man who's been on my podcast, I believe, and I'm certain of this, he's got enough signatures to be on the ballot. Here's his comments. People of Bridgeport are resilient. This campaign's about a movement, and it has sparked a hope that we can and we will rebuild Bridgeport in a new direction. Lamont Daniels says, I think the city of Bridgeport is at a crossroads. I think it's time for something different. He said, a fresh face is new. The Republicans endorsed attorney David Hers for the mayor's race. Now, David Hers, if you want to come on my podcast, I will formally invite you. You could come on. You are the, probably the lone candidate. You may have a challenger. So you have been endorsed. I could have you on. We can chat. We can talk about what the heck's going on in the city of Bridgeport. But the fact of the matter is we need all ideas on the table. We don't need anybody with one idea and saying, oh, things are progressing. Okay, fine. It's a progressing, but we need all ideas on the table. And if you got them, I'll invite you. Here's what Joe Gannam had to say. I think we've done over the past number of years is demonstrate not only we've governed well, but we have a path of progress and a vision that we share a better quality of life and we're going to get there. We continue the work every day to do that. Okay, like I said, I have seen progress. I'm not going to lie about that. I have. But you know what I also see? I see a lot of people that don't see that progress. That's what I see. I see people saying crime in the streets, jobs, our taxes going up. That's what I see. So all the candidates, Republican and Democrat, know this. There needs to be one voice one person in each party that can make this happen. That's how it's going to be on primary day to election day. I'll be back after this. ACES Bail Bonds serves the whole entire state. Go to 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport, or call 203-366-4817 for all the details. If you live in Hartford, New Haven, or Waterbury, they're there for you. ACES Bail Bonds, 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Call 203-366-4817 or toll-free 866-777-BOND, 866-777-2663. Go to their website, acesbailbondct.com. The Democratic candidates for mayor have one advantage for being not the nominee by the Democratic Party, and that's it. They're not the nominees by the Democratic Party. And the reason why I say that is they don't have this over their heads. They don't have to have a whole party saying to them, hey, you're the nominee. Go get them. This is why I said earlier in my podcast that the Democratic nomination doesn't mean shit. 
doesn't mean nothing. They could go out there and they can say whatever the hell they want and convince a whole party to make them the nominee, get that endorsement, but it doesn't mean a damn thing because there is a primary. And as I said, I think John Gomes has got enough signatures. I think probably Marilyn Moore might have enough signatures. I'm not sure. I saw Lamont Daniels recently. He's working on getting those signatures. So, but even if you're on the ballot, think about this. Even if you're on the ballot and you don't get enough signatures, you might run as a petition candidate. You might run as a write-in candidate. So, I just saying this. When Joe Gannum got the nomination by the Democratic Party, guess what? It leaves you with all kinds of freedom to do anything. Because you have a party. Let's be honest about it. You got a party and you also got a city that is crying out for change because as much as you want to see commercials, BPT, Bridgeport Progress together. And as much as you see Joe Gannam's ad that says, we're making progress, here's what we accomplish. The people are seeing it themselves. That is why you're seeing guys like John Gomes going out there. You see his face plastered all over the place, billboards, uh, cardboard Uh, covers, buses. This is not an accident. John Gomes didn't need the Democratic nomination to run. He has enough signatures to get on the ballot and force a primary. Maybe here's two reasons why. Number one, when the mayor heard the rumor that he might consider run for mayor... And he fired him. That motivated him more to be on the ballot. Not to stick it to the mayor, but to let him know we're living in a city. And people want to hear a different approach. That's why. This is not, oh, I'm getting revenge. You're trying to uh, do this to me. No. This is about getting on the ballot, getting enough signatures, and letting people see what I have. Do I have what it takes to run against you? That's all. It might be personal, but it probably is not. It may be. Same thing with Lamont Daniels. He's an outsider looking in, and he sees from the outside. He doesn't see the progress, and I'm talking about real progress. I'm talking about what I've said before, taxes, crime, and so forth, whatever you want to call it. Same with Marilyn Moore. She almost beat the mayor four years ago. You see, the thing is, I don't think it's the color of their skin. 
I'm being serious for a moment. I don't think it's the color of their skin. It's their approach to running the city is what I think the mayor is afraid of. He's afraid that they're on the ballot and they're going to run and they're going to try things that the people want to see. That's not good enough for the mayor. He wants it to be, as I said, when he lost his law license, that was his plan A. I don't think he wanted to go back into politics, but guess what? He lost it. And now he has plan B. So what happened? He tried again. The judicial branch said, nah, we're not going to give you law license back. And he has to continue with plan B. Has to. What is he going to do? He might consult people on law and so forth. But in the end, this is his plan B. His plan B is to get reelected for a third term. But here's the problem. There's some good candidates out there against him. And they're out there. They're saying, hey, I'm sorry. Your time is done. You tried some things. The city operates differently. I'm going to try a new, different approach. Here's how I'm going to run it. See, that's what they're telling the citizens. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to do things about as differently as you want me to do things. And in that vein, can't blame them. Can't blame them for trying to find another candidate that can do something else besides the same old stuff. Bridgeport politics as usual. People are tired of that. You've had two terms of it. That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. They want a different voice. It's like coaching any sport. Coaching, football, baseball, basketball, hockey, whatever. Soccer. You hear the same voice from the same person over and over again. They're doing the same thing over and over again. It gets stale. It gets wishy-washy. It gets to be redundant. It gets to be cliche. You want to hear a different voice. I think Larry Brown, when he coached the Indiana Pacers one time, said, I keep telling these guys this. I keep telling these guys that. And they are not listening to him. They weren't. They weren't listening to him. They got tired of it. They got tired of uh, Larry Brown saying the same shit over and over again. So guess what? They got tired of listening to the same shit over and over again. And eventually he resigned. He got another job. Could that situation be happening in Bridgeport? Probably. I mean, you want to hear the mayor every single day, every single week, come on News 12 to be in this photo op or this interview. You want to see the mayor get in the papers for something that he either did right or wrong and so forth. Freedom of Information Act, Lawrence Smith Fields, what happened with the A.J. Perez situation, he hired the guy, whatever it is, that's what the citizens are looking at. If I'm in their position, 
I'm a citizen of Bridgeport. I'm saying the same thing. Why am I going to reelect this guy? The only thing, and I'll say it again, that turned me off to the mayor is when he ran for governor. That's all. Turned me off. Turned me off to a point that I didn't vote for he or Marilyn Moore. Gotta say that honestly. You as citizens have to decide whether this particular mayor or these three other candidates, one of them who almost beat the mayor in the primary, the other is gaining momentum, and the other is trying to get signatures to be on the primary ballot. Which one of these ladies and gentlemen do you feel could be the Democratic nominee for mayor in the city of Bridgeport? Because that's all they're saying. That's all they're asking. Who could be the nominee for mayor in the city of Bridgeport? Want Joe Gannum? You're going to get the same old over and over again. Want John Gomes? Guy who's all over the billboards, all over the city. A picture of his face here, a picture on a billboard, a picture of his face on a bus. He's really pushing it. Lamont Daniels, you ain't seen him much out there, but he's trying to get signatures. And Marilyn Moore, who almost beat the mayor four years ago in the primary. Who do you want to be the nominee by the Democratic Party for the citizens of the city of Bridgeport. Now, you have a choice. Primary is not too far away. You have a choice. Do you want the mayor? Do you want John Gomes? Do you want Lamont Daniels? If he gets on the ballot. Or Marilyn Moore. That's all. Because eventually you will have to make a choice. And eventually that choice is going to be either or. Now, me personally, I don't have a dog in this race. I think whoever's going to be the mayor is going to inherit a lot of stuff. will blame the mayor, whoever is the nominee. But what I would like to see from all the candidates, including the incumbent, fresh ideas. Just want fresh ideas, not the same stuff over and over again. Fresh ideas. If you can have fresh ideas in a campaign, hey, you won me over. No question about that. I'll have my final thoughts when we come back. You get arrested. You go to jail. You need to get bailed out. So who do you call? You call ACES Bail Bonds, 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Acts about the quick 24-7 response. Easy payment plans. ACES Bail Bonds takes all major credit cards. So call ACES Bail Bonds if you need to get out of jail. 1125 North Avenue, Bridgeport. Or call 203-366-4817. Or the toll-free number 866-777-BOND or 866-777-2663 or go to their website acesbailbondct.com And my final thought is when Gordon Gecko said greed is good greed is right 
he was right. Now, I don't normally talk about sports on my podcast because, you know, I am a sports fan. But in this instance, I have to, even though I mentioned it in one of my segments. If you've seen the college football landscape with conference realignments and so forth, you're saying to yourself, are you kidding me? This is what happens with college sports. In college sports, with conference realignment, you get an abundance of teams going to one conference or another, and it's all about one thing, money. Plain and simple, money. How much money you have, how much money are we sharing, how much money can be disposed of, whatever the circumstance is. So what can be done about it? Well, I don't know if you can do anything about it. Deion Sanders said it best. You complain about the athletes wanting the money, but when other people want the money too, there's no hollering about that. And he's right. I'm not putting words in his mouth. I think he just pretty much said that. So when you talk about the conference realignment, what's being done, what can be done about it, who knows? But when you have networks, television networks, I should say, paying this amount of money enormous amount of money to college football conferences makes you wonder are people doing this because they are as greedy as the character Gordon Gecko or it's just so much money they can't resist it I think it's the latter can't resist the money that they're paying out. The money that they're paying out is about as much as the NFL's paying for CBS, Fox, NBC, and ESPN to cover football games. It's an enormous amount of money. So what's going to be done about it? I don't know what's going to be done about it, but I do know this. When teams or college, I call them teams, but collegiate institutions say, okay, hold on a second. Um, I thought we're supposed to get this much money into 10, but we're getting this much money into 10. You're going to see all this collapse. I don't know. Because you have streaming services that are saying, hey, come on down. We got all this money. We'll pay you. You see, you ain't seen much MLS soccer on TV, right? Guess what? They're paying in a boatload of money to have it put on Apple TV. So there's streaming services out there that could pay this much money, but can they pay as much money as the big networks can? That's the question. But when schools are not getting 
enough of the pie, they're going to say, hold up. We're not getting our fair share. That's what's going to happen here. And when that day comes, got a lot of explaining to do. And it's not going to be easy. It won't be easy at all. So, you're seeing all this conference realignment, all that stuff. That's fine. But if you're a college football fan, and I am, and I'm not in love with this, I don't like it either. Say this. This can't go on any longer. It can't. How could you pay this enormous amount of money and not let people say, hold up, wait a second. Where is my fair share of the loot? That's all. That's all they have to ask. And if they don't, then they got problems. You can't pay that much money out. Matter of fact, Florida State saying, hey, we're not getting our fair share here. We'll move somewhere else. That's what's going to happen. And it's not collapsing. It will be school saying, ah, we'll go here, we'll go there, because you're not paying my fair share. Pink Floyd, money. They want their fair share. And they don't do the do good, good bullshit either. Season 5, episode 21 of the Bridgeport Zone podcast is done. Take care, everybody. (laughs) 